You're listening to a sermon from Pasco Vale Church of Christ. To hear more of our teaching or to find out about the church, please visit our website, pvcc.org.au. Good morning, everyone. It's so good to be with you this morning. And so we come uh, with uh, God's Word in front of us. And thank you, for uh, Mario, for reading God's Word to us. It's great to be here. We've uh, had uh, changes, of course, in our lives uh, just yesterday with uh, the... Um, uh, the election of a new government and a new Prime Minister. And so let's do keep that in our prayers as well um, for our nation. And we want our nation to really be a nation uh, of God's people. Well, this morning it's uh, great to be with you and to be able to bring God's word to you. We're having uh, three weeks, and I'm right in the middle of that, three weeks of uh, talking about missions and uh, at Cross Culture uh, we're also uh, finishing today actually with our 51st Global Missions Convention and that's really a time you know for us to come to understand um, God has given all of us you and me a great mission he's given us a work and a purpose uh, a reason that we are to go to all the nations and uh, make disciples and today we want to really you know, really have a good look at that, um, to see the world through God's eyes and not, not, not just our own eyes. And, you know, God has called us to be his witnesses in the world, you know, in Jerusalem and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We are God's people and God has given us a global, a worldwide Let's pray. Father God, we just uh, ask that you would uh, touch our hearts this morning. Help us, Lord, to uh, see the world through your eyes, to understand, Lord, from your word, uh, what you want us to do, Lord, and the part you want us to play, Lord, in telling other people about Jesus. May Jesus truly be glorified in, uh, in us, Lord, today, in all that we do, all that we say. Uh, may his name always be glorified. Amen. Now, I want to begin today by asking you a question. How many of us here today are Christians? You know? Are you a Christian? Now, I don't mean, you know, have you become officially a member of this church? Uh, I don't mean, you know, have you been baptised? I don't mean... You know, are, are you seeking and trying you know, really hard to live, to live a good life? What I mean is, have you repented of your sins? You know, have you put your faith in Jesus Christ? Have you acknowledged him as the Son of God? You know, have you accepted his death on the cross as payment for your sins? Have you totally committed your own life to follow Jesus no matter what? Is he your Lord and your Saviour? And then, you know, I've got a second question for you. Are you a missionary? Are you a missionary? Now be careful how you answer that second question. You've got to answer it in light of the first question. Remember what you said in the first question? 
Because you know, a Christian, a person who says that they are a Christian, is also a missionary of Jesus. They have to be. Because they're really the same thing. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verses 18 to 20 says to us this, All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God making his appeal through us to, um, we implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. You see, a Christian is a person who's been reconciled to God by Jesus. And we've been given a mission. We've got a job to do. We are ambassadors of Jesus. You and me, that's who we are. We there to tell others on Christ's behalf how they also can be reconciled to God like we have been. You know, from a Christian perspective, you know, every person on earth is either a missionary or a mission field. And I want to remind us this morning, you know, the very last words that Jesus spoke to his disciples that before he ascended to heaven was Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 that Maria uh, um, read to us this morning. He said, but you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Jesus' last words before he left his disciples. You see, when he left, he had, he had mission on his mind. Jesus, you know, he came as a missionary. He came from heaven uh, to make us missionaries, to send people to heaven. Now, over these three weeks, we're taking uh, this specific look about, about God's mission here on earth. I am praying that we will really develop a much stronger heart for missions uh, over this time. You know, that we will want to give more to God's work of, uh, of reaching the world with the good news of Jesus. That we'll go to the mission field. You and me. Yeah. Maybe here. Maybe overseas. Why not? Why not? It was Oswald Sanders who put it like this. He said, the thing that makes a missionary is the sight of what Jesus did on the cross. Can you see it there in front of you? And have heard him say, go, go. Each one of us are to go into all the world and preach the gospel. You know, so what can we learn from Acts chapter 1 and verse 8? That's what I want to look at this morning. I want us to learn something more about us also having God's heart 
for global focus on mission for God's world. Well, first of all, God's got a passion. He's got a passion for people. He's got a passion. Uh, uh, he has people on his heart. Uh, 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse 9 says, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Now God's got a heart for people. He doesn't want anyone to be lost. He wants everyone to repent and to turn to Christ. Yeah, and that's really important. It's important to God. And if it's important to God, then it's important to me and to you as well. We need to have God's passion for the lost on our hearts as well, don't we? You know, let's really have God's compassion for people. You know, let's be concerned, really concerned about people who don't yet know Jesus for themselves. That's just so important. Uh, secondly, we can't rely on ourselves uh, to achieve God's mission. We can't do it. But rather, we need to rely on God's power. You know, Acts chapter 1 and verse 8 says, But you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Jesus leaves us with the greatest promise ever. The promise of the Holy Spirit. God's given you and me. You know, he's given us supernatural resource in the Holy Spirit. You know, each of us have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. You know, it's not, it's not a matter of doing mission because we've got to, you know, raise money for it. Um, we've, got to, we've got to, you know, get people uh, who are willing to go and, you know, we've got to get some flash resources and, you know, be really creative. I mean, that, that's all great stuff. What we need to have is the power of the Holy Spirit in missions. I mean, if you look at the Apostle uh, Paul, you know, the great missionary, he was sent by the Holy Spirit to reach the Gentiles uh, in his time in the first century there. Uh, he actually was not a great speaker. He was actually probably a fairly short man. He had ailments. What happened is the Holy Spirit used Paul. He used Paul's preaching to turn the hearts of men and women to Christ. It was the power of the Holy Spirit that enabled him to do mission. That's why missions happened. And that's why all of us, we can all be missionaries. Because it doesn't rely on us. It relies on on God. It relies on the Holy Spirit and not ourselves. You see, being a witness for Jesus doesn't depend on me. It doesn't depend on you know me having a great personality or it doesn't depend on you know being an important person or something. It doesn't depend on being you know a great great speaker, great preacher. Doesn't depend on me being able to, you know, persuade people, having a great, great ability to persuade people. It depends on the power of God. 
you know, and as Christians, uh, we have God living inside of us in the Holy Spirit. We don't need anything else. Now, I know that I'm not good enough to be a missionary. I know that, you know, I, I can't change people's hearts. I, I can't persuade them. Yeah, but God can. And God will. That's God's plan. His plan is to use you and me. You're God's plan to reach the world with the good news of Jesus. You know, when you're really committed to Christ, when you've got God's passion for people on your heart, and you've got the Holy Spirit just throbbing inside of you. You know, that kind of uh, life, you know, if we live it out, you know, it's actually very contagious. People see that. People want to see genuine, authentic Christian life lived out. And if they see that in you and me, it's going to be very attractive to them. It's going to make them stop. It's going to make them think. It's going to make them listen to your words as well as your life. And if we are speaking God's words, God's words have power. If we're abiding in the Bible, if we're reading God's word every day, if that's what is coming out from us, then that has great authenticness. It has great power. Now Luke chapter 4 and verse 32 says, the crowd was astonished at Jesus' teaching for his words possessed authority. Uh, for me, it was uh, when I was at uni, I had uh, one of my teachers and he, was, uh, he actually lived a really genuine Christian life. He would, um, he would quote uh, the Bible to, to me and, and to the class. And not only that, did I see the power of God's word, but he actually believed it. And he lived it out himself. And that's what really touched me and brought me to a point of accepting Christ for myself. When it comes to telling others about Jesus, now I don't know about you, but I'm a scaredy cat. But you know, when we, when we pray and when we ask God to use us when we ask the Holy Spirit to work through us it's incredible what God's power can do through us isn't it you know it's God's energy it's God's strength it's God's enabling it says in Acts chapter 4 and verse 31 um, about the apostles, when they prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the words of God with boldness. You know, we want to be bold too, don't we? We want to be bold. We want to have a courage to be able to uh, speak God's word and, and to take whatever that might mean. To have that strength that comes from having the Holy Spirit inside of us. 
You know, I can't make a person into a Christian. I can't, you know, convince someone uh, myself to turn to Christ. But I can tell somebody the good news of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit can use that. And it's the Holy Spirit who can change the heart of another human being. See, that's God's job. Ours is to tell them the good news. As uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 3 says, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. It's God himself who turns and changes the hearts of people. Uh, thirdly, we have to understand that it's God's plan. God's plan for reaching all the nations of the world. And we need to be committed to what God's plan is. And uh, Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, uh, you notice here that the purpose uh, for God giving us the Holy Spirit, it's so that we will be God's witnesses. You will be my witnesses. You see, God hasn't given us the Holy Spirit just for our own enjoyment. It's not so, just for our, my benefit. No, we've been given the Holy Spirit because we have a job to do. I know some of you are retired. And probably the rest of you are looking forward to retirement. But you know, as Christians, we have a fantastic retirement plan. Let me tell you what your retirement plan as a Christian is. It's heaven. Heaven is our retirement. But every moment before heaven, for you and me, we've got a job to do. We've got to tell other people about Jesus. You know, while we're here on earth, that is the mission that God has given to you and to me. That's God's task for us. Uh, you know, as one person said, the goal of the spirit-filled life is to be so vitally connected to Jesus that you just can't help but talk about him to everyone. You see, Jesus, he is the person of missions. The Holy Spirit is the power of missions. Witnessing is God's plan for missions and we are people, the people of God's mission. Do you know God's plan to reach a lost world? You know what it is? We'll just look in the mirror every morning. You're God's plan. You're God's plan to reach the world. Now all of us are called by Jesus. All of us who call Jesus Lord, we are God's plan. And God hasn't got a plan B. Your plan A. To reach the world with the good news of Jesus. You know, nobody can reach everybody. You know, but all of us, everybody can reach somebody. 
And it's interesting because it's all the nobodies in God's kingdom that he uses to reach the world for Christ. Now somebody once put it like this, he said, I wanted to be a somebody, but God allowed me to be a nobody. About the somebody who can save everybody. Now notice that, you know, God's calling, he's calling you and me to be his witness. He's not calling you to be, you know, like a lawyer or a prosecuting attorney. He's not calling you to be a judge. He's simply calling us to be a witness. Now what does a witness do? A witness is a person who tells the truth. He tells the truth about what he knows. He tells the truth about what they have seen. You know, God hasn't told us to go out and persuade people. Don't go out. You know, he hasn't told us to go out and force people or, or coerce them or lie to them. He doesn't want us to manipulate people into the kingdom of God. He simply has called us to be a witness of Jesus. A witness about God's saving power. What has God done in your life? Well, tell others what he's done in your life. That's what God has called us to do. And the results of all that are in God's hands. Our task is to tell others to be a witness. A witness on the witness box who never speaks is not a witness at all. We need to speak out God's word. We need to live it out in our lives as well so people can see it and they can hear it as well. Now, fourthly, we need to follow uh, God's plan as he lays it out here in uh, Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. We're to be witnesses of Jesus in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. You know, we're not told here how, but we're told exactly where to go. Now, the apostles were there in Jerusalem uh, when Jesus uh, told them this. Uh, in effect, he's basically saying to them, start where you're at. Exactly where you are. Go next door. You know, tell your family, tell your friends, tell your next door neighbour, tell uh, the person that you work with, the person that you study with. Tell everybody that you meet on an everyday basis. Uh, that great missionary, a CT stud, he put it like this. He said, the light that shines furthest shines brightest near hope. God wants all of us to shine very brightly where we are exactly now today. You know, I want us to be a church. I want us to be a people who really pray for missions, who, who, who give sacrificially for God's mission. And we want to be people who go on mission as well. Why not? What's stopping us from going on mission too? I don't care if you're 20 and you just you know, finish your studies or you're, you're retired. God's call is on every one of us. Everyone who is willing. I remember uh, many years ago at uh, Cross Culture we had a couple who uh, went out to the mission field, they felt called to the mission field when they were 65. 
Harold and Hazel Parsons. Uh, they're gone to be with the Lord now, uh, but they went out to the mission field at the age of 65. Let me tell you, it makes for an exciting retirement. <laughs> or you can go, you know, you can go on a short-term mission trip as well. Um, uh, my wife Gail went on a short-term missions trip to uh, um, in, uh, India uh, a couple of years back, uh, along with our daughter Cassie uh, as well, uh, with others too, of course, and uh, uh, they just were reaching out to an Indian uh, community. Or, you know, you can go on a holiday as well. Uh, Gail and I, a couple of years back, uh, when we went on holidays, uh, just before the pandemic uh, uh, came by, we, uh, we actually visited a couple of missionaries in Thailand and Vietnam. And we spent four or five days with them. Uh, we got involved with what they were doing um, in Thailand. Uh, we uh, conducted some English classes for a group of uh, school kids. Uh, we also told them about uh, Australia and Italy, uh, as it so happened as well. Uh, I was able to share my testimony as well at, at a church service. Uh, we were just got involved with what they were doing just to help them, to encourage them. And it was just fantastic for us. It was incredible. A great experience. See, we can be involved in mission. And then it says, after you go to your own city, you know, to, to uh, Melbourne in our case, uh, then you go to Judea. That's like, you know, the region around our city, which for us is probably, you know, like Victoria. You know, we're, we're connected to the state of Victoria. You know, we've got a unique path here. And uh, we need to reach the state of Victoria as well. And then, you know, we go to Samaria. Samaria, it's like our country, uh, the nation that we are part of, so Australia. And, of course, uh, hopefully we've all uh, voted yesterday uh, because we're part of this nation. Uh, some people call Australia a Christian country, uh, but the facts are, if you look at the uh, census, um, the uh, last Australian census, uh, you find that only about 50% of um, Australians identify with the Christian faith. And that's been um, moving downwards over the years. In 1966, it was 88%. In 91, uh, it was 74%. And today, it's 52%, or in 2016 anyway. The last census that I could get my hands on anyway. And you know, a lot of those people... Uh, for them, identifying uh, with the Christian faith is uh, perhaps something they do because of their family or their culture. It's not actually a personal faith commitment. In fact, only about 8% of Australians attend church uh, each week. And uh, when we look at this uh, other census data, you find that the 18 to 34-year-olds they're the ones who are the least uh, group that identify with the Christian faith. Now, a lot of people here, here in Australia, they still need to hear the gospel. They need to hear it in a way that they can understand, that makes sense to them. You know, we've got a job to do right here in our own nation, don't we? But then finally, Jesus says, we need to go to the ends of the earth. It's a real progression, isn't it? Uh, from where you are, to your region, to your nation, to the ends of the earth. Wherever there is at least one person 
who hasn't heard, hasn't had the opportunity to hear about Jesus, there we will go. Now I can just hear those voices in heaven. You know, people from every nation, from every tribe, from every language. They're there. They're, 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 a lost world is crying out to us, saying, come. We need to hear. They need the good news of the gospel of Jesus. You know, they're standing there. They're saying, won't you come and tell us about Jesus? We need to be interested in going to the ends of the earth with the gospel. And all of us can play some part in that, can't we? You know, what can we do? Each one of us can be involved in some way. I mean, you could get involved with one of the prayer groups from the missionary organisations, the many missionary organisations right here in Melbourne or Australia. I mean, it's so easy today. You can get involved with a missionary organisation, with their prayer group online. You do it through Zoom. Uh, so many people are doing that now. It's a great way to be involved in missionary work that way. Or you could choose a country or a people group that you want to really pray that God would work in that community. You know, you can find out about them, uh, gather information, be praying very specifically uh, for that people group. Uh, regularly praying for them, you know, organise a time each week when you can really pray for that group. Uh, you can invite other people to join you in praying for them. Prayercast is a, a website which has got resources on almost every country. It's got uh, prayer and details about them and uh, a video as well. You know, you could connect with a missionary in a more personal way. Uh, to really support them, uh, just one missionary, just one couple or family, and really support them in the work that they are doing. Um, it's about a year ago, or a bit more actually, that I connected with one of the missionaries from our church, uh, David, who works in Myanmar, uh, formerly Burma. Uh, we meet up each week over Zoom uh, on a Tuesday evening for about an hour, and uh, we just share together what's happening in our lives, it's, it's like a, a bit of a mentoring session for, for both of us. We're just helping and, and uh, encouraging one another and uh, praying for one another as well. It's a great way to be personally involved in supporting uh, one missionary in particular. Uh, we had one of our missionary families just come back uh, from overseas recently. The, the life group that really supports them and is personally involved with them, uh, they help to get their home uh, clean and ready for their arrival and you know, uh, stock their shelves with a bit of food and just really to make them feel welcomed and, uh, you know, they just felt that comfort of having people who care for them as they came back home or, you know, sent the children presents uh, while they're overseas, all of those kinds of things. We can get involved with just one missionary and help and support them in that kind of way. We could also do the Perspectives course, Perspectives on God's World Mission. Uh, this is a course that runs for about 12 weeks. It's happening again at Cross Culture uh, in July. It's online, so you can do it from home. Uh, so it's a great way to be able to be involved. It's actually a very significant course. It costs some money. Uh, there's a lot of reading to do. There's actually homework as well. This is a serious course about really finding out 
uh, from the Bible, uh, God's heart for missions around the world. And that's a great way uh, for our hearts to grow uh, for God's mission. I really encourage you to uh, think about doing uh, the Perspectives course. And uh, that's another great way that we can really be involved and, and get more involved in God's world mission. Let's, let's pray. Uh, Father God, we just uh, come before you uh, this morning uh, giving you thanks, Lord, for your incredible gift of Jesus. He is such an incredible gift, Lord, that he died on the cross for our sins. And we thank you for that, Lord. Help us, Lord, to remember the significance of that in our own lives each day. Help us to put Jesus first in all that we do. And help us, Lord, to uh, know and understand something more of what you have done for us. Uh, that we might be uh, your people and that we might tell others too, Lord. Uh, thank you, Lord, that you love us. Um, may you grace us with... Uh, uh, Lord, your blessings upon our lives are day by day. Uh, Lord, thank you that you know us and that you're involved in our lives. And Lord, uh, may we seek to uh, follow Jesus more uh, each day. Help us, Lord, to walk hand in hand with you uh, that we might follow in your footsteps. Uh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen.